Okay, I think I'm not getting any more pop-up notifications about team trivia anywhere. <laughs> Yay! Uh, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema, everybody. Hello. Hey, I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And we are doing our Forbidden Cinema Going Deeper episode, where we go back and uh, answer the unanswered questions, or I just go into internet holes that are right. Answer the questions that we asked. Answer the questions that you asked. Answer the questions that nobody asked. (laughs) (laughs) You cut me off. I go into the uh, internet hole full of bugs and (laughs) reach in and see what I find. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I already know that Dex is super excited by some things that he's found. He's like notes on notes on notes on notes and like can't sit still in his chair. And he's like, we have to record right now because I can't not tell you. (laughs) I know. And I was really kind of not feeling this one. I didn't think we had really much unanswered. And all of a sudden I found out just a fact and it reinvigorated me and I have gone... Too deep. We're probably going to have to cut 17 <laughs> pages of notes. Oh, out wow. Of it. Yeah, buckle up. Put your hands and feet inside the cart as we jump into this mine cart where they didn't quite finish it in time. <laughs> the, the the road isn't, it's, uh, it, it's complete on the map. Right. I guess they fell behind. <laughs> <laughs> I want that guy in every single movie. <laughs> so this movie, um, we were t- talking a little bit about like was India really like this in 1935? I'm I'm, I'm doing the like shoulders up emoji. I mean, I just Gandhi was wearing suits. He wasn't in his like garb yet, but he was wearing suits. He'd been back in India for five years at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are cities. There, I mean, the, right. yes, there are right. still poor rural areas of India, and there, which there are today. Right. But right. Uh, this movie was banned in India. Actually, first released in India in 2020. Oh, Streaming wow. only, though. Streaming only. It's never been released in 2020. It's considered racist and, and xenophobic. Well, I mean, I don't disagree with them. <laughs> but I guess they were like, it's a pandemic. We've run out of things to watch. We, we have to let people watch this. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I, they actually threw away a script from Christopher Columbus where they go to Africa that they said was, well, like far more racist than this one. Oh, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so we're going to skip ahead a few because I want to save a couple of things and not just get in a rabbit hole, like looking at old newspapers and Playboy magazines. Okay. 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 Um, internet fan theory is Marcus Brody's, is he Martin Brody's father slash eccentric uncle? Martin Brody, like Jaws? Jaws. They're both Steven Spielberg films. Okay. Okay. I mean possibly we, we have we've got you know somebody coming to um you know i guess mother maybe coming to america having american family could be they're both a little skittish they are, both yes. both a little a little nervous i don't know but that, that's a that's a popular internet fan theory apparently okay okay um so completely we're gonna get back to one person playing multiple characters later but i had no idea that in um Raiders of the Lost Ark, the very first guy, the guy that's pulling out the gun that gets whipped. Pulling out the gun that gets whipped. Like when they're still in Peru or wherever. Right, not Alfred Merlina. No, the other guy. The other guy guy that gets whipped and runs away. Okay. And then later on, he has got all the the spikes in his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Got it. That's um, Vic Tavalon. That's the monkey guy, too. It's the same actor playing both roles. Oh, wow. No, I didn't notice that at all. Well, hold on to that because same actor playing multiple roles is going to come back big. In this. Okay, okay. We're, we, we were, we've created a universe and we didn't even realize it. Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, maybe a little bit more racist when we come back to it. But, oh, well. Oh, well. Um, DR, I even wrote his name out. So Nanayakara. Okay. He is the uh, the actor who plays the shaman, the guy that they first see. We're in India, and with the white hair exactly, on the, the riverbank. Exactly. Okay, this was his final film. He's a veteran of forty four films. Oh wow! He never. Yeah, they're in Sri Lanka. Actually, I, they're not in India because India thought no racist. No <laughs> they're like absolutely not. <laughs> he's in, he's been in forty four Sri Lankan films. Never, on a day he died, never learned to speak a word of English. So he just was taught words and he said them? Go back and watch it and watch the pauses. <laughs> like, he pauses between every line because he's just repeating what Steven Spielberg is saying to the, to him. I'm not, yeah, I mean, his, you could tell, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just it, it could have just been effect <laughs> or apparently, affect. Sorry. Apparently, somebody else, like a director of photography, was playing a joke on Spielberg and taught him to say, "What you brought back the wrong stone, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> Throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> But interestingly enough, this set is the same uh, set that was used for the bridge over the River Kwai. Okay. But they filmed all of the stuff, like the the end, the happy stuff with all the colors first, because it was way easier just to like mow that crap down than it was to actually plant all that stuff. That makes sense. That yeah. makes total sense. But that's, I mean, that that scene is so striking. I've seen this movie dozens of times, not in dozens of years, but right. I've never noticed that before. Ever. It was the first thing I noticed when they came back. I was like, oh, wow. It's like this town, this city, this village, whatever it is. I think you said it was like going to Oz. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's color. A, it's alive. Yeah. Um, Mola Ram's actor, Amrish Puri. Mola Ram, is that like the... The bad guy. The, the bad, guy bad with guy. The, with, the, with the head and the... And the, <laughs> the guy yes. with the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the... Uh, articulate marriage um, communication <laughs> that we have this is pretty common <laughs> i did not notice that he was wearing a cow skull on his helmet which is even makes oh, it in yeah, india makes true. it a real a big, deal. big deal i didn't notice either like i kind of noticed a skull but i didn't really it was it seemed just kind of just generic animal yeah but uh actor in over 300 films wow that's prolific yeah, and I guess uh, the shaved head look went so well that and he's mostly kind of a, a heavy or a bad guy. Right. And I think has won the uh, third, or, or he's tied for winning the most best supporting actor, like the the Indian version of the Oscars mm-hmm. of all time. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I mean, he yeah. was uh, he was effective. Oh, very much so. Very Apparently, much so. Great I, voice and very... E effect, A effect. <laughs> Going to really challenge everybody on that today. But yeah, kept his uh, head shave for mo- the most of the rest of his life until he kind of started doing like the Christopher Plummer thing, being kind of the affable old guy, mm-hmm. the, the grandfather type and finished out his career doing that. he had that. an excellent do with like a little like <laughs> little curly cue in the middle. The chant that he's doing when he's ripping the dude's heart out yeah. is Hindi for kill the pig, flay his skin, drink his blood. Ew. Do you know, it's a line from Lord of the Flies. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's chanting Rudyard Kipling, which is very, take, oh. take it back to like something, someone who's very racist against India. Right. And would have, when was Kipling, was it that time? I mean, it's sort of a time of British, British, British invasion, not meaning exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Much more of like Hamilton British invasion than a uh, Beatles British invasion. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> more I mean, guns. Right. I mean, I guess... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, British did a lot of invading, a lot of invading. I mean, I guess that was maybe a tongue-in-cheek joke. I never really thought about oh, it. the British invasion? Yeah. That they basically invaded, like, a third of the known world. Right, and then we've got these little, like, pop kids. Um, I never really thought about that. Either did I. I don't like it now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Paul McCartney. So we talked about voodoo dolls. And were there voodoo dolls in India? Right. So here's a uh, problem. There aren't voodoo dolls in voodoo. <laughs> oh, really? That's just kind of a, a prop for prop's sake? Like, in general, like, something that somebody, like, like Indian burial grounds, think, thinking that burying things in Indian burial grounds is bad luck, and that really just started with poltergeist? With poltergeist. This is a little older. Okay. It started in 1932 with the film White Zombie. Okay, I'm familiar with White Zombie. And Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, I found two posters for White Zombie, and the taglines are wild. All right. Okay. Hit me. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know which one to use first. I don't know which one to use first. Um, I think I'm going to say, with these zombie eyes, he rendered her powerless. With a zombie grip, he made her perform his every desire. Ick. <laughs> That's on the poster for this movie in 32. Hayes Code? <laughs> when was Hayes Code? It was pre-Hayes Code. Ah, that's what. Yeah. Um, and also, they knew this fiend was practicing zombieism on the natives, but when he tried it on a white girl, the nation rebelled. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That is so terrible. It's like 1932 Natalie Holloway. Uh. Uh. No bueno. 
Yeah, but the best thing I saw about voodoo dolls and about voodoo in general was a quote that says, you probably don't understand what voodoo is, you're probably wrong, and you're likely racist. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well played, well played. But voodoo dolls really came into public consciousness in the United States in a Woody Woodpecker episode in 61. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Weird, weird, weird. Yeah, there is a uh, Krita doll. Um, they actually discuss that in a scene cut from the banquet. They actually discuss like, what a Krita doll is. It's a West African tradition. It's not like stick a pin in it and then he goes, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But it, it's the same basic idea of a doll of someone that you can cast spells on the likeness of them. And so, oh, so they like explain the reasoning for yeah, that. They but, thought the scene but you was said going it's West African? Long. Yes, it's West African. So why do they, I mean, I don't know. Anyway. There, there's actually, it's all over the place. Actually, the, probably the most like a voodoo doll mm-hmm. is actually a puppet in uh, pre-Christian Britain that is used by the cunning folk. They used it uh, to cast spells and kill witches because witches are evil because they use magic. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're in an episode of what we do in the shadows. Like just <laughs> all the different types of little like magical beings are showing up. Yeah, but I mean, it goes back as far as like Ramses the Third in Egypt. That was a common party thing was to make wax figures of Ramses the Third and then smash them and hope he dies. <laughs> so that sounds fun. Yeah, but I guess there's a whole scene cut. And actually, because I have the little book and record, right? You do, and it talks about how Indiana is looking at the food they're eating and thinking like something's up here. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Not we listened to that the other Hindus day. Would eat, and I guess he also talks about the Krita doll and like that's not okay in india either yeah he said and, and we didn't even think about it. it's like okay this seems like gross stuff that's not really what people eat but also that in india they don't they, eat monkey they, they brains don't, they don't, they don't eat, meat. eat meat right exactly. I was like, oh yeah that makes more sense too they don't really even eat bugs or snakes or i mean nobody does but they definitely don't because they don't eat meat um yeah we'll we'll include a little clip from the uh the record where you know turn the page when you hear the whip <laughs> whoopa <laughs> <laughs> Um, the sound effect absolutely was the sound effect from the um, from the Millennium Falcon when the oh really yes it's the same sound effect it slowed down a little bit Uh it's the same sound effect library they use in the first in Raiders where the the seaplane is starting up it's the same sound effect over and over and over again you you know that Lucas film and uh, Skywalker sound and all that they love their little in jokes yeah lots of little little Easter eggs yeah um, so there's a, there's two scenes, the scene where the raft pulls up and they first see the shaman. Yes. And then the scene where Willie is perfuming the elephant's head cause it stinks so bad. Yes. There's a lake in the background. Yes. That lake in Sri Lanka is known as Bo Derek Lake. Why? Because when they were filming Tarzan the Ape Man, she shot a bunch of uh, bathing scenes in that lake. Got <laughs> and it. So now it carries her name because she was so nude for so long in in those waters. <laughs> like she deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> she earned it. Friend of the podcast, Bo Derek. You know. Yes. <laughs> what do we have? Um, the ashes of Nurhashi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've known where those are since 1340 or whatever. They're in a mausoleum in uh, in China. Like, why? I mean, why does he care? I mean, I'm sure you didn't. I know they're his ancestors, but why? He's like, the first emperor of the last dynasty of Chinese emperors. That's pretty cool. I guess it's cool, but most of the things in these movies are beyond just like, I want, like, it's going to give me power. Most things are motivated by power. So, like, is is it going to, like... I think this is more like the Cross of Coronado. I don't think there's any power. I think it's just a cool thing. Got it. Got it. Better luck next time, kid, or whatever he says. <laughs> what is it? Uh, you lost today, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at, like, what was going on in this time? I mean, this is 84. This is before I lived, before either of us lived in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know this time. We, you never get to this in history class. 84? No. no. You know? I mean, you bear. <laughs> you're, you're lucky to get past the Civil War. We, I mean, in some in college classes, we we, we got to Vietnam, <laughs> but, but that was specifically started later. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I didn't get, I didn't take any history in college. I was an engineer, so <laughs> I, I was a STEM kid. I, yeah, I took two classes specifically one that was like the politics and like 
around the like Revolutionary War to the Civil War and then like uh, 20th century. Gotcha. Gotcha. So movies that came out around this time. This came out May 23rd. I just can't get past how many hitters came out back then. I maybe it's crazy. In, maybe in thirty years, four, almost forty years, we'll look back and we'll see hitters week after week after week after nah. week. I don't think so. Though. I don't think so. No. I don't think stuff has the staying power that it. I don't does. think people have the attention span. Yeah, like, I don't think. I mean, there's four Avengers now. I don't think the first Avengers coming out is going to be seen as a major cultural event. I don't think. I don't know, but uh, May fourth, sixteen candles. Oh wow. Breakin, which is probably better known for Breakin Two Electric Boogaloo, yeah, and Hard Bodies, which is a <laughs> fun little softcore romp. But Breakin won the weekend. Out of all those, yes, Breakin beat Sixteen Candles. Wow. Uh, May Eleventh, Firestarter is a Drew Barrymore, um, Stephen King. Okay, yeah. I think there's a series that's recent, which by recent might have been seven years ago now, but I think you're right though. And The Natural. Oh, wow. The Natural was one we watched a lot, but there was a whole chunk. It was like, can't watch this. You can't watch this part. <laughs> so all it, I really know is about like, he started playing baseball, then he couldn't play baseball, then he was old playing baseball. Like, <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> I mean, he had a bat with a, with a lightning bolt on it, uh, and he was bleeding, and then he hit the thing into the lights, and he got shot at one point. Yeah, but the shooting. The shooting is what I couldn't see. Oh, gotcha. Because it had to do with a lady. Uh, a, a scantily clad lady. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Forbidden. Yes. Oh, that's the essence of Forbidden Cinema yeah, right there. That, right. I don't know. Should we make an episode, like a short episode, where we just go back and watch the... I was so disappointed by watching the scene from Big that I had to leave for. <laughs> so, like, watch just a super cut of all the stuff we had to leave just the like, room dun-dun, for. Dun-dun. <laughs> just like... It'd just be like, press, 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 press. And like somebody gets shot in Jenny's and like, press, 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 press. In my... <laughs> well, shot, shot by lady in lingerie. Then I think she jumps out a window. I think I know what happens now, but I don't think I've ever seen the scene. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. You know me. I okay. learned things. Next week, uh, Finders Keepers. I've never heard of this movie. Um, Maybe have. I've got the premise is a scan artist, scam artist. On the run from the police and a women's roller derby team huh. boards a train with a stolen coffin. No. <laughs> and pretends he's taking his war buddy home. Oh, wow. Okay, no. Who's who's in it? Anybody? Um, Beverly D'Angelo. Okay. Jim Carrey and Brian Dennehy. Oh, wow. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> uh, I believe the reviews say, no, it is not. <laughs> Aw. It does have some fantastic hair and roller derby outfits, though. I mean, how can you not? Anybody that knows us knows... We do love some roller derby. Do I miss it? It was so fun. I still have not. I mean, years later, like it, it's been ten plus still years. Still trying to figure out your roller derby yes, name. Yes, I just have not landed on it. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Mm, it's got to be perfect. And also, making the grade. Have you ever heard of this one? I think so. It's basically rich white kid hires Judd Nelson to be him in his senior year of college or his senior year of high school, so he doesn't get disinherited by his dad. For like failing or not yeah, he's failing. Or... He hasn't been to school or whatever. He's failing, oh. and if he doesn't graduate, his dad's going to disinherit him. Got and it. so he hires Judd Nelson off the street to do it for him. And I guess okay. Andrew Dice Clay is the loan shark that Judd Nelson is on the run from. That sounds like a lot of quippy characters too. <laughs> so then, May twenty third, this comes out. Next week, June first, Star Trek three: The Search for Spock. And Once Upon a Time in America, a Sergio Leone film with uh, Robert De Niro. Pretty grateful. It, it's like three and a half hours long. <sighs> All those Westerns were, are. That's it's it's not a Western. It's like a gangster Oh, film. I have seen with parts James of... Woods. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, a very early Jennifer Connelly role. I've seen parts of that. Yeah, I have. It's great, but it's long. It goes back and forth, right? A yeah, lot. Like yeah, present yeah. day and back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 6-8, yeah. Ghostbusters and Gremlins the same freaking day that's crazy i said three weeks i have three book and a records on my shelf for three weeks straight of movies coming out that's crazy that's how this this month that's that's, that's amazing important this is uh, but that two weeks between indiana jones temple of doom and gremlins that's that's what caused pg 13 oh that makes sense that makes sense and we will get 
in the next like 80 days, we will get to the first PG-13 movie being released. So in 80 days, they went from public outcry to having the rating to a movie being released. I just, wild. I just, uh, there's a sketch in my head of uh, what's what's the organization called? The N, the NA, NPAA, NPAA, like 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 in a big boardroom, and they're like having these big debates and like strings and photos and whatever. And it, it's like angry angry parents and this and that. And they're just like this. They've all been in a meeting in a conference room for like three weeks trying to figure out like what do we do? What do we call it? What do what do we like? Just this panic mode. Right. Like, at least we're not having to worry about same sex stuff. So we have to give it all NC-17 yet. You know, so. <laughs> uh, 622, got Karate Kid, Rhinestone, and Top Secret. Oh, wow. Yeah. We watched Karate Kid a lot. I had no idea that Karate Kid was a movie when I was four, though. I, I saw it first when I was probably six, seven. Probably so, yeah. And honestly, we watched two way more. Mm. Ah, two's maybe a better movie. I think it is. So we've got uh, the next week, 629, Bachelor Party. I think that's probably should be on our list. I've never probably. seen it. It's Tom Hanks. It's it's, uh, it's it's definitely in the my book, The Problematic Movies of the 80s. Yeah, they're, they're Dead Horse, maybe. Uh, I think there's like a dead horse hookers. on cocaine in an yeah. elevator or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Cannonball Run 2 and Conan <laughs> the Destroyer. <laughs> the next week, The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, we watched that a lot. Like that was one of those that we would watch at uh, my uncle and cousin's house, like in the summertime. Um, we were there along with Drop Dead Fred and Tremors. <laughs> Next week, seven thirteen. I had book and records of both of these. I don't know where they are now. The Last Starfighter and Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh man, we watched The Last Starfighter a lot. There were some parts in there that really like creeped me out as a kid, like when he was like turning or whatever it was but we watched it a lot a lot a lot and i was like i don't really i don't really want to watch this movie it kind of scares me <laughs> 720 the day after my fourth birthday revenge of the nerds oh man yeah um i had some feedback uh we got some messaging uh, about revenge of nerds people were like oh yeah i forgot about the end of that oh yeah ooh, ooh. <laughs> you're right <laughs> that was awful <laughs> <laughs> 727, a film close to my heart, Purple Rain. Uh, I mean, I don't know why I have Purple Rain radar, but I do. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. And then 810, Red Dawn. Wow, that's... From May 23rd to 810, they go from Mama's Outrage to having a new film rating. That's crazy. Nobody could do anything that fast anymore. No, no. Well, as I say, like, they all, like, hold up in a room and they had, or pitchforks and angry angry mothers outside the door they had to make some decisions this was like a late night in new york like the saturday night live writers meeting everybody's on cocaine exactly. it's just like we have to figure it out exactly they're like like um like there some random person just keeps coming up with the same good idea that's terrible <laughs> there's a sketch on the simpsons where they're at mad magazine headquarters and like what about if we call it Everybody hates Raymond. Like, woohoo! It's like, <laughs> well, we stayed up for three days, but we finally came up with it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into the Observer Reporter. Ah, uh, you're, you're So if BFF. you haven't listened to a bunch of these episodes, every few weeks I go back and like look at this just local Western Pennsylvania newspaper that I just happened to find in the Blame It on Rio episode and just try to figure out, get an idea for what's going on at the time. Because what, what was what was it like if like if the, it plays in Poughkeepsie, it plays in Poughkeepsie. Was that a saying kind of like Mid America? Like I think like something it plays in Poughkeepsie, but not in in the in the big city or whatever. Right, right. Like or just kind of getting like the full idea of like Middle America, Middle whatever. What were we were watching yesterday? We, so we've been watching these like like short docs on um, Vice. The about dark the dark side of the 90s. 90s they've been awesome and it was um the chick who plays um gabrielle on 90210 and i'm trying to remember what did she call like did she call it middle america she's, i think so yeah, she's like, like y'all everything like middle america hates jews and middle america hates this like she's like everything got blamed on middle america like <laughs> if there was anything we wanted to cover that was like of any substance it was like oh no no that won't fly with middle america <laughs> so front page Ronald Reagan 
address. The U.S. is unlikely to intervene in the Gulf Coast. Or the the, the Persian Gulf, sorry. The Gulf, no, like the Gulf Coast. I was I, like, right. they're, 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 they're not going to. Sorry, 25. All right. They're not going. They're not going to Gulf Shores. They're not going okay, to now do you want me to leave that in? They're going to make Panama fun of me for ten minutes. All right, just just have at it. Go, go your material. We'll spring leave it break. in. Spring break. They're like this. Spring break is under. It's out of control. But we will not intervene. There are too many beads. Too many bikinis. Too many Bahama mamas. Sorry, you can take it all. It's out. like Miami, but more Alabama. Yes, it's the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> Okay, so yes, Ronald Reagan, the U.S. is unlikely to intervene in the Persian Gulf. Can you imagine a world where the U.S. stayed the fuck out of the Persian Gulf? No. Well, can you imagine a world that the U.S. The U.S. is a perfect, like, oh, no, oh, no, that's not like, nope, nope, no, nope, oh, no. Nope, I think nope, he said, like, nope. we haven't been invited and we're not interested. <laughs> this is his exact words. We go uninvited too, usually we go uninvited too early and way too late when we are invited when it comes to things like that. Um, we're real good at that. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want us to to come over? I'm oh, oh they're like like a real coquettish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the height of the Iran Iraq war. Uh, he also uh, suggests that we support the rebels in Nicaragua. What are the rebels in Nicaragua trying to do? I don't know. This okay, these are the Contras. Got it. Who are trying to over uh, overthrow the democratically elected communist leader? Okay, so kind of why in Red Dawn vibe ish? Well, no, just no, no Rambo vibe ish. That's what I meant. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, three days later, Congress would ban the United States from sending weapons to Nicaragua. And didn't Reagan maybe do some things behind... Sent weapons to Nicaragua and used yeah. the money from that to uh, fund the Iran-Iraq war, the Iran-Contra affair? Yes. Okay. I've listened so this to is some like, podcasts on that. Yes. Th this is the beginning of the Iran-Contra thing right now, this day, today, the day that Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom came out. He had just gotten home from watches. He's like, man, I'm fired up. <laughs> like Indiana Jones is going over there and beating up all those brown people. He's like, let's we make can do some, it. Let's make some shit happen. <laughs> Pick up this red phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is 50 years to the day from the day Bonnie and Clyde did their last stand. That's That feels so far away. But then also, how far away are we from? So it's almost 90 years from that now. That's weird. That Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Joan Collins turned 51. Oh, wow. She's still 51. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you're, you're neck of the woods. Miami, they're having the Miss Universe pageant. And there's a huge rallying cry and people with signs and stuff saying, uh, please, no commie contestants. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know if Donald Trump was involved in it at this point. That but early? I don't know. But he did. He did miss. What? Did, I don't know. He does there's miss. USA? Not Miss not America. Miss America. I think Miss USA, maybe. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know if universe is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but Miss Universe is universe. So if there are. People from Russia, like, they're going to be communist people represented. I don't think your ability to wear a bikini, wear a ball gown, and, and say what you would do if you had a million dollars. I don't think you're, whatever country that you come from and the politics of the State Department should bar you from doing that. I'm sorry. It, it shouldn't. Absolutely. It, it may determine how deep your or how artificial your tan is, but <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I mean, let that stuff just come out in the interview section. You know, right. I mean, if, if I had a million dollars, I'd use it to crush the infidels. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's, uh, uh, like, it, third runner up. Right. Is that like, <laughs> someone like, make, like making notes? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, it's it's way more than Project Runway decisions <laughs> of like, oh, no. Just don't bore Nina. Right. <laughs> um, Israel states that black Hebrews are not Jews and not welcome in Israel. Didn't go so well. That's not There's about like 2,500 people in a ethnic minority, like one of the most, smallest ethnic minorities in the world that are, you know, black people who can trace their lineage to Judaic times in yeah but uh, they're not they're not welcome in in israel it seems like a lot of splitting hairs i'm sorry there's a lot of things you're fighting israel there's room for 2500 people sorry <sighs> oh my gosh ridiculous 
I mean, you, I don't know. You kicked all those Palestinians out of that room and built a mini mall there. Like you can you can fit twenty five hundred people in. Sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you got enough people who hate you. Like, why don't you just like hang on to the people who want to be a part of you? <laughs> Kool Aid introduces Rainbow Punch this Ooh, week, which is yay. the only Kool Aid I ever remember being a Kool Aid. I, I can't imagine a world before Rainbow Punch. No, no. You're I drinking mean, like cherry or. <laughs> <laughs> An article, The Car of the Future Will Have. All right, here we go. Electronic navigation. Okay. Keyless ignition. Check. Heated windshields. There's a miss. I feel like there are some cars that have heated windshields. I think so. That's too rich for my blood, babe. I mean, I don't have one, but I think that exists. And mobile telephone cellular systems. Check. I'm saying this thing was 40 years ahead of its time. Good job, whoever wrote that article. Yeah. I would, I mean, keyless ignition and electronic navigation, I would not have thought. This is before GPS satellites had ever been launched. Like, there, there is no GPS at this time. I'm, I'm so surprised there's not some map crazy and... astronomical thing on there, too. Like, just, like, shooting for the stars. <laughs> like. I, I could not believe they're not, like, they're going to fly and they're going to talk to you and, you know. Like, get a beer cooler. <laughs> I mean, just, just something like total bro out. <laughs> so only one of the six theaters in town is playing Indiana Jones. What a time. Can like you... in, in Nashville? No. Or in, just in just in across... Western Pennsylvania. Uh, in Western... Got it. Yeah, in reporter. Washington, Pennsylvania, only one of the six theaters is playing this this movie. Can you imagine what that would be like now? Like what if the Avengers were only playing at one theater in town? That's crazy because yeah, this is a this is a sequel, so we already know there's buzz. It's not a new new franchise. Yeah, like no no two theaters are playing the same movie in in that town. That is, I mean, were they single theater movies? Most of them were one or two screens. I mean, then I get that, and, and if they're one or two screens and they're six, then it's like you go where you want to go. True, but. true. Yeah, the the drive in is playing only adult features at this time, so. <laughs> What does that mean? I mean, I don't know. I, we're not exactly porn connoisseurs, but if there was a drive-in theater playing porn, we might have to go check it out. It just seems wild. <laughs> like, who knows what's going on? Oh, my this. gosh. Oh, my gosh. There's bands are rocking. Let's leave. Like, nobody get popcorn. No one gets popcorn. Do not pump anything. Nope. nope. <laughs> Eyes ahead. Eyes ahead. No eating. No. no. Uh, the Johns Hopkins University first floor mystery vault that had been in this classroom wall for 40 years or so that nobody knew what was in is finally opened this week. What's in it? Um, well, tell me a little about the uh, your experience with big vault openings. Yeah, so I don't know why, but as a small, tiny, single-digit child, I remember staying up late with my parents to watch Geraldo Rivera open up uh, Al Capone's vault in the, whatever hotel. And it was just, like, I mean, I, I, I obviously run up for weeks and weeks and weeks, run up for an entire episode of, like, g- almost there, going to get there, like, let's dig this, let's, uh, like, like, we're going to hold up this, like crowbar this whatever go to commercial break it was like full of old bottles like it was nothing <laughs> but it still was like one of the highest rated moments in television but who puts old bottles in a safe like what's the i don't know but probably like point? whoever was drinking in there and that took everything they just <laughs> left whatever they were drinking <laughs> so this and they were old bottles i mean i don't know what uh frank and uh and mike Mike, what's his face? Would would uh, price on those bottles because they oh, were pretty gotcha, old. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mike Wolf and Frank Fritz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were. <laughs> oh man, still Frank, just... we're pulling for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they thought that the, about the same couple of weeks that the combination was lost to this safe, a Egyptian cat mummy went missing. So they just assumed the Egyptian cat mummy was in the the vault. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, it turns out it was a bunch of old bottles. Of course. Well, first of all, it's John Hopkins. <laughs> um, some old milk cartons. Ew. Empty, but... Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, some rusty thumbtacks. A 1943 calendar. That's cool. A unused roll of film. 
Unused. Oh, that's so fun. I know. A 78 RPM record of train sounds. <laughs> that's the most boring asshole. <laughs> <laughs> some financial papers from John Hopkins from uh, 1876. That's cool. And some handwritten Confederate war uh, documents from 1861. Weird. This this guy's this guy's got some real specific. He's like, <laughs> he's into trains and, and racism, like trains and old financial. Like he he was really gearing up to uh, blackmail somebody on something weird. Or I mean, was there going to be a train robbery? Or I don't know. Who knows? Now I mean, listen. Yeah, like this is this train sounds like this when it's doing this. this <laughs> weird. <laughs> Also, we have the disappearance of Beth Ann Brooks and Brian McEwen. They went missing coming home from the senior prom the night before. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm- this, I actually kind of like, like oh, I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't, I don't want to go like for years and not see anything. But there were, you know, for weeks, there were articles about this. And they were actually found later. They had, I guess they were doing some construction, building a lake, and just had a road that just no fences, no whatever, just ended in the lake that didn't used to. <laughs> they used to be kind of like a make-out point. And... So are you saying that they fell behind? Are you saying that that this poor couple coming no, back No, I think the they dance... maybe could have put like a, a little a chain up with a sign that said like, no more road. <laughs> it's, I well, don't, they, weren't, they were exactly on schedule. They just didn't bother to put up a sign. I think that probably the runway and the highway and the mine shaft could probably also have have uh, benefited from some little ropes and said <laughs> road close no more road but this is uh the start of the after prom party kind of the parents putting together somewhere for people to go after prom or after graduation or the like i mean as a result of like something specific as a result of this yes like okay just because it kind of spread over the course i mean you know when you had after prom parties and after graduation parties and yeah and I, this is this is what spurred that. Okay, so into Playboy May of 1984. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, Terry Hazlitt, of course, did a uh, article on, on Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, I've, I've got it. Will we can we can post some of it? Or, okay. He thought it was like a blockbuster, bombastic, great time. Well, good. I he mean, said that it, it was like, that it was dark and violent and gross, but just a, a rollicking good time. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> the Playboy cover model, Vicky LaMotta, is 53. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I'm going to go ahead and say that in August of 84, we have Terry Moore Hughes, who is 52 on the cover of Playboy. Actually, in December of 83, so right before this, so but within 12 months, we have Joan Collins on the cover. Oh, who had just... She was she was fifty at that point. So we have three fifty-year-old ladies on the cover of Playboy in the span of like nine months. Interesting. That is. I wonder if Hef is going through a phase. (laughs) He's like giving it a try. He's like, I these are the women that I should be hanging out with, but I don't know. Maybe I'm schmorty, or maybe I just didn't realize how many ladies there were around when I in '84 (laughs) because you know (laughs) because I was four, but. I got, some of them are doing it for me a little more than like where the college co-eds are. <laughs> you know, if, if you had told me when we were going to start this podcast, you know, two years ago, like before the end of this two years, you're going to tell me like, Joan Collins has really nice boobs and Mary Poppins is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have maybe thought you were a little crazy. Like, okay. Like, I could see how we could get there, maybe. Like, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, Terry Moore Hughes is someone, she's in the, later on this year, she says that she is Howard Hughes' wife. That they were married in international waters by a ship's captain and he had all records of it destroyed, but they were never divorced. So after his death, she was fighting with the, uh, like a state. Fighting with the estate, trying to, to get hers. I mean, it sounds like the kind of thing that he would do. Doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't sound off-brand. No, it doesn't. But I think they both married many times after and with, with no certificate of divorce. So that became a con- – I think bigamy was still a problem back then. I think it's still a problem now. I think. I don't know. We, we've, we've gone – we went off a lot on uh, polyamory a couple of episodes ago. And well, polyamory's not bigamy. I get It's different. It's quadramy or <laughs> – I mean – it's all yeah like 
that's just a that's just yeah that's just a cuddle puddle i don't i don't know gotcha gotcha i don't know do what you're gonna do if everybody's 18 and everybody's consenting go for it but i'm 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 smarty so i don't 100 i'm maybe not gonna get it um so but vicky lamada does that name mean anything to you um no she was played by Catherine Moriarty in a, she got best supporting actress nomination for playing her like Jake LaMotta's wife yes okay there you go there you go um raging bull yeah that uh-huh. was you you got it easier than I did I had I had to look it up I, I had no idea who well Jake I LaMotta thought was. I was like the last name I know I was like but I didn't know if that was a real person or if that was just a character okay got it yeah, but she was the ex-wife of uh, Jake LaMotta. They uh, got together at 15 and 24. Yeah. Mm, I guess, you know, the uh, have you seen Raging Bull? No. I mean, the, the scenes that stand out to me are the scenes of abuse, and I think they're 100% accurate, and I don't think either one of them disputes it. So, uh, yeah, she left the relationship in 57. Uh, she started Vicky LaMotta Cosmetics. Uh, 60 second facelift. I don't know if you ever remember those commercials from back in the day. Maybe. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, so she has a couple's pictorial actually here in Playboy. Ooh, okay. Know, a little spicy with Peter Athos. I had no idea who this was. I don't either now. Um, he was a uh, American footballer in, on, in the University of Tennessee. So people we know probably would know him. Probably, yeah. Uh, he only played two games though before dropping out. <laughs> Okay. He played six seasons in the NFL and one in the CFL. He was never with a team for more than a year. So, you know, you know. Uh, it just sounds like it was a pretty face, maybe. I, I think he was, I think he had a, a year or two with the Saints where he was maybe great at what he did. But I think maybe off the field, maybe not so great. Got it. Okay. But I think in most other teams, he would like have more penalty yards for unsportsmanlike conduct than he ever managed to get gotcha okay just a problem yeah um this was actually vicky lamata's second time in playboy get it yeah she was in uh, when she was 51 a couple of years before all right so um uh catherine moriarty do you know her at all um i feel like i do but i don't like is like, my, my a list of movies i've seen once and I don't know the character's name from. Okay. Like Kindergarten Cop, Mambo Kings, Matinee, Another Stakeout, Casper, Copland, uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. It has Foxfire in there, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's uh, Angelina Jolie and Jenny Lewis in like the mid-90s. No. And I don't know, if you've ever met me and knew me in the mid-90s, Angelina Jolie and, and Jenny Lewis were high on my uh, right, right, list. Right. So I've seen another stakeout, which makes me think I kind of think I know who that is, but she's not one of the main characters. And she's in Hugo Pool. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's kind of Alyssa Milano's comeback. Okay. I mean, what, 94, whatever, she had Double Dragon, which was critical, commercial, spiritual flop. And then was just in a bunch of basically cheap, exploitative nudie films for several years. Then Hugo Poole was kind of an indie. Okay. And it got a bunch of great reviews. And now she's crazy rich and awesome. And uh, yeah. So she had a pretty, pretty wild, pretty wild life. Um, In 1998, uh, Jake Jr. actually died of cancer, their oldest son. Oh, that's sad. Um, Three months later... Their youngest son, Joseph, was in the Swiss Air 111 flight. Are you familiar? I remember this happening. I don't. I mean, I, I a lot of, it feels like there were a lot of plane crashes during that time or hijacking. Yeah, there was, and it was like that. a plane that took off from New York and, and crashed off the coast of Nova Scotia. And they finally, months and months and years later, found the cockpit recorders and cockpits were, the pilot and co pilot were arguing about what to do. The, plane was on fire and mm. yeah yeah but it's the the deadliest plane crash ever in, in like well, the deadliest uh, accidental plane crash i think there have Got been it. some enemy action plane crashes that have been deadlier right all right but uh yeah the uh several who aids researchers were oh, on there man. and two pablo picasso paintings huh that's interesting yeah just a, just a, a huge loss just an absolutely huge loss uh, Vicky passed away in 2005, surgery complications at 75. Uh, Peter, the guy that she was in the photo, uh, 
photo spread with uh, lymphoma at age 68 in 2015 and proof that assholes live forever <laughs> jake lived to 95 <laughs> and passed of away at, at, in 2017 of course of course <laughs> i got pulled up i mean for 53 she looks Damn. pretty freaking fantastic for 53 huh and dude's mullet is on it point. is yeah <laughs> they would not let that back hair go today <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's just a slow taper from the mullet <laughs> i mean you don't want to like you want it to be gradual you don't want it to be like hair 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 no hair like you gotta like <laughs> okay okay I, I see what you're saying but yeah i mean look at them they look fantastic yeah they look great <laughs> All right. Uh, so no major ads that really stood out in this Playboy, except for, I think we talked about it actually on the phone. I gave you a sneak peek. The uh, avocado is the new brunch food. Yes. <laughs> we will definitely post that Well, one. I mean, it still is. Oh, we, d- a little different format, but, but there, still there, is. They're uh, 50 years ahead of time on avocados being the great brunch food. They didn't quite figure out. They're like, you know, put... What, scrambled eggs, sour cream on it, or uh, put uh, fresh fruits and French dressing? Just Just toast, toast, y'all. Toast. Just toast. (laughs) Uh, Shorts are at the peak of shortness in 1984. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Just watch uh, Hawaii Five-O. Yes. Heineken is brewed in Holland. Right. We lost. Well, we lost a point on trivia because of that, but... We would have been... in, we would have been in first place going into the final round. We still would have lost. But. Right. We, we're we learning lots of new things. Guys, what's TED stand for? As in TED Talk. I'm sure everybody Yeah, see, knows. you don't know either. So. I'm sure everybody knows. All right. Um, an article from a female LAER physician describing a zipper injury and how you would treat it. Is this like... Like a man pr- in prelude the urinal... For- prelude I was, for Something about Mary, Mary must have been reading yes. this. Yes. <laughs> So this was crazy. Huge breakthrough in AIDS research. So the first study conclusively linking anal sex to AIDS. Oh, wow. That's important. That's, but the researchers, the questions in this study are that it must be somehow sperm getting into bloodstream. It must be carried in sperm. That some people have who have infertility problems have sperm antibodies, and they may be less likely to catch AIDS. And they have no idea how this relates to Haitians, hemophiliacs, and heroin users that are also experiencing the same conditions. So they still got a little ways to go. Right. But they're starting like to we're, narrow we're getting, in. We're getting there. Getting to a place to be able to accurately treat the populations that, that really need it, the people exactly. that really suffer. Exactly. I mean, it's it's just crazy that all of these theories, all of these theories, and no one just thought blood or you know it's just right right it seems kind of obvious but i mean but we're looking at it hindsight yeah yeah in, in such hindsight uh, they have an interview with calvin klein he says he really hates wearing things that say calvin klein on them <laughs> does he feel like it's like he's like wearing like a giant name tag that is like mom made he's like yeah usually he wears levi's jeans <laughs> <laughs> but i guess so uh so if if you had calvin klein underwear on you're probably not calvin so i guess leah thompson was wrong i guess so what else we have? Uh, oh, I missed the California avocado is, quote unquote, the sensuous food. <laughs> <laughs> the California avocado slogan at the time. Interesting. Well, I mean, avocados doesn't mean like basically mean balls. Uh, it's the testicle tree, I think. Right, is what right, they call right. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sensuous? I don't know if I've ever like put all that stuff together. No. Uh, article about the decline of the Kennedys. You know, I think uh, Robert, Robert Kennedy Jr. Is that the one that was facing the rape charges at yes. this time and edward kennedy was not doing great yes um a pictorial with ola ray do you know that name no it's actually her second pictorial she's the girl from uh, the thriller video oh okay yeah. yeah yeah she seems like uh she finally got paid her royalties after he died in 2007 and seems like she's doing okay now damn 2007 that sucks i know um the Witches of Eastwick by John Updike. Mm-hmm. We discussed, you know, the bitches of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, but in uh, our episode on the craft. the craft. But yeah, it first published here in this issue of Playboy. Oh, wow. Like short story like? Yeah, yeah. Um, we have, I, forgive me if I don't quite figure it, but Caitlin slash Bruce and Linda Jenner modeling sportswear. Interesting. Okay. 
like kind of the what what sportswear to wear for skiing and and in Playboy. Yeah. Okay. We have uh, Patty Duffick is the uh, playmate of the month. She uh, was discovered working at Arizona Pioneer Chicken Restaurant by a talent scout <laughs> <laughs> during the Great Playmate Search in uh, like the 30th anniversary of Playboy. They just sent people out and just like go find ladies with boobs. They're like you, <laughs> like you, you have boobs. <laughs> Put that chicken down. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not hard on the eyes, sister. Missy. Back away from the fryer. <laughs> So after this, uh, she was in three of Andy Sedaris's movies, which I know you've seen maybe 10 minutes of one of them. It's the kind of ladies with big boobs and guns and explosions and remote control cars that explode and missile launchers. Right. Andy Sedaris movies. Is that like Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii? She is in. Okay. She's in Hard Ticket to Hawaii, the Picasso Trigger and uh, Savage Beach. Okay. So after that kind of four year strain of modeling and, and being in movies, she finished up her degree and has been a social worker in Arizona for about 30 years. That's great. Isn't it so great when these stories end happy? It's so nice. It's so nice. I mean, there's just so much maligned women of history <laughs> that we come across. Um, the Lawrence Kasdan Awards, apparently Playboy has been giving out for the last four years. Okay. Uh, you're familiar with Lawrence Kasdan's screenwriter? Yes. Yes, yes. They, they started the award the year of Empire Strikes Back and gave it to Lawrence Kasdan for writing Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> the congratulations the for next, being you. The next year they gave out the Lawrence Kasdan Award for Raiders of the Lost Ark to Lawrence Kasdan. Next year they gave out the Lawrence Kasdan Award to Lawrence Kasdan for Continental Divide. <laughs> and the next year they gave out the Lawrence Kasdan Award to Lawrence Kasdan for Body Heat. Which Body Heat is probably on our list. I think that's Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I think maybe so. Maybe Donald Sutherland. That's or... funny. I like that. That's a, that's a good shtick. <laughs> well, this year they gave it to Stephen King. Ah! Uh, they at least call him ahead of time and say, listen. Um, so... <laughs> You had, a good, you had a good run. You had there, a good run being you, but we found a better you. <laughs> they're like, Firestarter's going to be great. Like, Christine's going to be great. Like, all like Stephen King movies are going to be fantastic. They're like, um, next year, Lawrence, um, <laughs> sorry. He's probably not taking their calls now. <laughs> like, uh, if you get this, can you call us back? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have an article on how to run a computer program. <laughs> Hold on to your chair and release all your static electricity. <laughs> then <laughs> they have uh, an article on brand new stereo cassettes. I guess cassettes had only been mono up until this point. Take your best shot. An article about kind of reintroducing the shot glass into American drinking. I guess in the 70s, people didn't really do shots. That's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they just drank glasses of liqueurs that's true they didn't need you can't they, really shoot a liqueur no you shouldn't but <laughs> that's what i'm saying I, i'm surprised it, it stopped themselves from doing that absolutely absolutely all right so, man this timing is just about perfect hang on i'm gonna flip some pages jenny's gonna grab a cat all right do you want recurring characters or fashion first Ooh, let's go with fashion. Fashion. Okay. Kate Capshaw's dress. The like really sparkly sequin one, yes, like the golden yes. red. Yeah. Okay. Fully made from period vintage materials. Cool. Very limited supply of backup materials. I would imagine so. Yes. Insured by Lloyd's of London for a huge sum. Which, I mean, considering she's not wearing it that long, but she's carrying it for a long time. That scene, the Obi-Wan scene, Club Obi-Wan, is mm -hmm. the final scene they filmed. Oh, uh, okay. And the actual dress. Why didn't they just take another dress? The actual dress that she was carrying was the actual dress. Wh why what would, were they even freaking thinking? They could make a bag that looked like that and just have a bag that looked like that. There's no reason she had to carry the actual dress that she was expected to. That's ridiculous. But the campfire scene mm -hmm. where the, with the snake and where she's running around going yeah. crazy and whatnot and they're yeah. playing cards. An elephant ate part of the dress. <laughs> yes. So they had to scrounge to uh, repair it. <laughs> that is adorable. And they I did, bet he had a tummy ache. They had to fill out an insurance form and on cause of property loss, they filled out eaten by elephant. <laughs> They're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> did he eat your homework too? <laughs> okay, last one. Pat Roach. 
Pat Roach is the actor who plays the really kind of big juggalo Hindo guy that with the fight with the hammer on the conveyor belt. Yeah, the one who's basically just like the German um, in front of the plane. At, basically the same scene. So what if I were to tell you that uh, he is in brown face? Because he, he's a red beard. Yeah, well, and the, the beard is fake and the turban. Okay. Um, he is in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. He is one of the two guys running to the Zeppelin. There's the kind okay. of Nazi captain that we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know what his name is. Do we ever? I don't even know if we learn his name. I don't know, film. but I know who you're talking about, yeah. And all George Lucas written stuff, they all have a name, even if they don't use it in the movie. That's nice. I, I, I think so. I think so. But yeah, he's the guy running beside him. Okay. I guess there's actually a fight scene with him in the hangar for the airport or the for the of the Zeppelin before they get onto the plane that's cut from the film. Mm. Um, he is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's the huge Sherpa attacking the bar. The Marion's Bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the huge dude there. Okay. And later on, with uh, his beard shaved and only a mustache and a shaved head. Boom, boom, boom! It's the same freaking guy. I knew it! It is the same freaking actor. I am awesome! You remember yesterday when I was just like, what is going on? What? (laughs) I am awesome! (laughs) It's not just like that scene. It's the freaking scene. The same actors. Yes. The only yes. difference is actually Harrison Ford was uh, having back surgery at the time and wasn't there for those scenes. Which ones? The what? The, the fight scene on the conveyor belt. Oh, so it was just a, a double? A stunt double, yeah. They just had him there. So he was actually, like, his back was hurt while he was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like getting stabbed by a voodoo <laughs> It was like real stuff. They were like, just, just... <laughs> Just do that. They're like, we'll just poke your stitches. <laughs> <laughs> so way to go, Pat Roach. I mean, four characters in three Indiana Jones movies. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm on. Board and he for has that. got a bad end on <laughs> several of them. <laughs> we see a of blood of his a couple of times. Most of the blood in Indiana Jones comes out of his body. Yeah, it does. It does. Out of his head. (laughs) Blood's going to come out of your head. There's nothing you can do about it. Because I'm a mad man. (laughs) I knew it. I knew I felt the vibe. I knew it. (laughs) That lurking vibe. Yes. Yes. All right. So what else you got, babe? Nothing. (laughs) We're ending on that. We haven't decided what we're going to watch next week. No, we haven't. Okay. Uh, um, bum, bum, ba-dum. We're going to hit a little pause on the recording here, and uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Okay, and we're back. A production meeting over. <laughs> meeting. Production meeting over. <laughs> Band meeting. So uh, we're going to go with the Lawrence Kasdan Awards. Let's do it. Yes. So let's check out Body Heat and see what happens. Let's see if he really deserved a word of being himself. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we also bestow on him the Lawrence Kasdan Award. <laughs> I feel like Lewis Black had a bit years and years ago where he was like making a pilot and he went and auditioned to play himself. And they're like, you were really, really good. But there was someone better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So buckle up. We're back to some... Is this 90s or 80s? Is I think 80s? this is 80s. 80s. This yeah. is early 80s, maybe. This is before before this, so maybe 83. So 80s, It better 80s. be sexy. Please don't be garbage. I mean, 80s sexy stuff can get weird, so <laughs> we're in for it. All right, guys. This was, this was going deeper. This got way more fun than, than anticipated, so I hope you enjoyed. Um, and I feel yeah, like- come on. Listen to the going deeper ones, guys. Like The main episodes get so many more listens than the going deeper, and I work really hard on these. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, y'all. It really does. Um. All right, so yeah, check us out for Ben Cinema on Instagram, for Ben Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Send us your thoughts, questions, concerns, suggestions, or just I don't know anything fun. You got some fun recipes? I don't know. I'm I'm down for it. Um, and then yeah, if you haven't watched Minx on HBO Max, do that. If you haven't watched How to Build a Sex Room, do that. And honestly, if you haven't watched uh, the darker side of the '90s on Vice, do that. Uh, some suggestions. 
Jenny's picks. <laughs> and what Zach's picks are what we do in the shadows and only murders in the building finishing up here in just yep. a couple days. So Getting ready for we're it. saving off a few episodes so we can just binge it all through because we know we're not going to want to see the next to last and then like have to wait a week. <laughs> oh, and while, while we're throwing out suggestions, I think making the cut uh, hit today. So <gasps> that's <gasps> okay. Gun! Let's go watch that now. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm going to go watch making the cut. We're going to make it work. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys.